Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. One of the most amazing things to me about following Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus, especially in the tradition that we have, the Anglican tradition, is the way the Holy Scriptures speak to the moment we are in. We have a lectionary cycle of three years. That means we have the same readings on Sunday repeat every three years. We also follow the church calendar, today being one of our most important feast days in the church, the day of Pentecost. The church season, the readings from the Bible, so often speak right to the moment we are in. And these are not mere coincidences, some random acts of luck when the church just seems to get it right for whatever reason. As Christians, we believe God orchestrates his will, sovereignly working in time and history. And so as we consider the meaning and the message of Pentecost, hearing the readings, praying the prayers, singing the songs about the Holy Spirit, if we are mindful and listening, we will hear what the Spirit is saying. The narrative of the Pentecost gives us lots of themes, power, especially in the images of fire, and wind, miraculous as people heard the apostles talk in their native languages from all over, evangelism as the good news of Jesus was preached on that day, and 3,000 people came to the Lord in faith. Shall we say the first megachurch was born? But the theme that interested me this week and for today is the Pentecost theme of unity. Being one in Christ Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Acts reading begins with this. It was the first verse that was read. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. All together in one place. It starts with an act of unity, being together in one place. Unity often begins with a simple step, an action, a motion toward being together. And that verse is also an act of obedience. Jesus told them on his day of ascension, just before he, he ascended into heaven, he said, I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. So they did, and they were all together in that one place. So they were obedient and together. And it was here that the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, filling them up with his presence, empowering them to proclaim the gospel of Jesus, equipping them for the task ahead, strengthening them to walk in unity. Now, unity is not uniformity. Unity is diversity coming together. Uniformity is all parts being the same. And that is clear in our reading from Acts. God was calling people from all over the world. There were Jews from every nation gathered in Jerusalem. And when they heard the Galilean disciples, they heard their own native languages. from All these different places. God was calling people from all over. And if you read further in the book of Acts, he calls Gentiles too, Roman soldiers, businessmen and women, 
moms, dads, children. He calls all people to himself. And in our diversity of ethnicity, of color, of language, of vocation, of location, we become children of God through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And whereby his grace we receive faith to believe in Jesus Christ, to confess him as our Lord, and to confess Jesus as our Savior. And being baptized, we become members of a new family, a new people group, the children of God, the church, bound together by the Holy Spirit, who guides us into truth and empowers us to tell people who are not yet children of God that the Spirit is calling them to faith in Jesus Christ. So why all this talk about unity? Why this theme? Last year in March, our bishop called us to cease in-person worship due to the pandemic. And for two and a half months, we worshiped together online only. On Pentecost last year, May 31st, we gathered back for worship in person. And some came. And many did not, and certainly everyone had an opinion, and some of us like to share those opinions. Through the weeks, more and more people came, slowly, coming back here and there. A vaccine was produced, in fact, multiple different vaccines. And now this Pentecost Sunday, we have more changes. Masks are now optional for those who have received the vaccine. Other changes are in effect as well. Deacon Bob and I were referring today as kind of a transition Sunday. We're probably going to trip a few times and get a few things wrong because we haven't done it in a year. More changes will come later. Some will disagree with the new diocesan guidelines and some will suggest they are too restrictive. Many, if not all of us, will have an opinion on these things. And these, these changes might mean that some will not come to church for the time being. Let me see how this plays out. While for others, these changes might mean that they will finally come back to church. Some will draw assumptions about people who still wear a mask. And others will judge their fellow parishioners by not wearing a mask. Of course, the pressure cooker of media and politics runs at an all-time level, and fear from both sides of the political aisle is what is on the menu, and many are feasting at that table. And many of us flock to hear our favorite pundits share their opinions. I recently talked with uh, some friends from Indiana who were visiting with us. And they told us of last year how their church of 1,200 people split. 300 people left the church because they refused to wear masks. Not over a doctrinal issue. Let me say this. The devil, the enemy of our Lord Jesus, wants nothing more than to divide the church. and To get us at odds with each other to hold our, our political opinions in higher esteem than our Christian family connection established in our Lord Jesus Christ. To be antagonistic with each other, to gossip about one another, to tear each other down, 
And it's not just about the pandemic either. Many of us are familiar with Abraham Lincoln's speech when he said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. But of course, he was quoting scripture. It was Jesus who told the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 12, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. Why does the devil and his brood want disunity in the church? Because unity among God's people is the very thing Jesus prayed for right before he was arrested in the garden. We know the story. Jesus was in the garden praying the night he was arrested, knowing full well what was before him of the trials and, the, and everything that was to come, the pain, the suffering, and death. And he prayed, and he prayed specifically for you and me, for all of us, for all of us at St. Edward's, for all of us in the Anglican Communion, for all of us in the Church Universal, and he prayed for all of us to be one. Listen to the words of our Lord Jesus, who prayed, My prayer is not for the disciples alone. I pray for those who will believe in me through their message. That's us. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me because that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. And then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Jesus prayed that we would be one in himself, being in Christ, so that people will know who Jesus is because of the unity of the church. And at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came down to unify us with the presence of God, living within us, transforming us. And this is a message we must be reminded of again and again, and especially in the moments we are in now, because even at a great little church like St. Edward's, we can so easily act in ways that do not show love to each other, putting ourselves first, our opinions first, even thinking we're acting in love by asking questions, when what we are called to is love, loving God and loving neighbor. And this is the call we have received. And when Jesus fills our life, when the Spirit of God comes upon us, we are called to love God and to love our neighbor. St. Paul spoke of this in his letter he wrote to the Ephesians. Encourage them to remain one in the Spirit. He wrote this in Ephesians 4. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all.
Paul was encouraging the Ephesians to be the answer to that prayer that Jesus prayed way back in the garden. Lord, help them to be one. And we are encouraged to be the answer to that prayer that Jesus had in that garden too. And frankly, Jesus is even now interceding for us in the heavenlies, as it says in Hebrews, praying, may that good-looking group at St. Edward's be one in the faith. May they not be given to all the factions and labels that this world wants them to focus on. But may they be together, even in the midst of difficult times. So church, may we be one by the power of the Holy Spirit. May we celebrate our diversity while being in unity in Christ Jesus. And this is only possible by making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. It is Pentecost. Come, Holy Spirit. I close with a prayer, a prayer that has become one of my favorites over this last year, and I've prayed it more than any other prayers in my private prayers this year because we need the Holy Spirit, a fresh move of the Spirit of God. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and we shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit, we may be truly wise and ever enjoy your consolations through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.